0: It is never good when uh, somebody's been messing with your setup. Either that or I was one foot tall last week on our last podcast. One of the two. Little column A, little column B. (laughs) Just be glad you didn't have to do the song and dance that Ferber and I had to do to try to get the thing to actually connect last week. It, like, wouldn't let him in, and then it said it, it, like, wouldn't let me start a new room because I was already in a room, and it was very weird. It was very, like, AOL of the early, like, of the late 90s, early... Aughts. It was very weird. Did Elon Post Musk disconnect from the meeting? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Welcome everyone to the com podcast, com, your source for reduced sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of com. coming to you live from the place of Franklin States in the West End of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, July the 26th. The next time we come to you after this podcast, it will be August. Camp will have opened. Um, which means we are less than a month from actual real football, which means that our off-season topic um, tour, so to speak, which honestly has gone very well. We've had a lot of fun with the randomness that we've put together um, during these off-season shows. Soon, though, that will, that will shift back into um, actual um, games and discussing things that are actually important as opposed to all-time this and all-time that. Uh, we will shift out of the summer of fun, if you will. Uh, before we get started, and, and I will I- explain, I mean, you might have already read it in your podcast app choice or on the content item for the show, but I will explain what you're about to listen to once we go around and introduce everybody. First, we'll start in Fishersville, board moderator du jour himself, David Spence is back on the show. How's it going, my friend?
1: It's good to be back. Still not a communist, Kyle. Who Dave's on the board at Who Dave's on Twitter.
0: <laughs> wow. we uh, <laughs> b- b- glad you got that out of I'm the way. I'm watching it, Kyle. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and in Charlottesville, uh, Editor in Chief Justin Ferber is also on the program. How's it going, my dude? My question is: Are we the flagship podcast
2: of the UVA Beat?
0: Listen, we are. We are easily I would, I would the longest ser- the longest running <laughs> podcast in the league. So, you know, we'll, 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 I'll be the flagship. That's fine. I like flagships. Okay. A lot a of d- a
2: lot of flagship debates out there. Um, at Justin
0: underscore Ferber on Twitter. Cavs Corner also on Twitter, Cavs underscore corner, great place for the in-game updates, the content items, and the occasional witty banter. Cavs Corner is also on Threads, it's on Blue Sky, it's on Macedon, uh, is there one, did I leave one out? No, I think that's it. Um, X I'm, I'm, or whatever? No, we're, we're, listen, it's Twitter, okay? I'm, y- 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 stop trying to make fetch happen, okay? Um, it is Heinz Field, it's still the Carrier Dome, it's still Twitter. Um, and I'm sure in the not too distant future it'll be Twitter for real again um, anyway uh, I I'm, for the record I don't believe we're gonna do in-game updates 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 on any other platforms beyond Twitter um, so if you are going to be f- f- um, tuning in via that medium that's maybe some information you can use all right tonight's I guess we're rounding out the uh, kind of like the <laughs> kind of like the MCU. We're rounding out the the off season saga with a with a part one and a part two. Uh, Dave had an, uh, a fun idea, kind of based on some of the things we've we've done this summer, to do an all time UVA football team. All right, now we're going to do the offense tonight, and I believe we've agreed that we're going to do essentially a starter and a backup at some positions, and then two starters at some positions. So we will be doing this by consensus, which means that we will all three vote. Um, In the case that none of us choose anything, we got to talk ourselves, excuse me, in case there's no consensus, we got to talk until there is consensus. We're going to choose a starting quarterback. We're going to choose a backup quarterback. We're going to choose two starting running backs. We're going to choose one starting tight end and a backup tight end. We're going to choose two starting wide receivers, and then we're going to go offensive line by position we're going to give you two tackles two guards and a center and then at kicker uh we're going to give you one starter and one backup um there are no vetoes there is no um funny business no drafting order we're just going to kind of talk about it um and like i said it's all consensus based we all good to go
1: that was to you guys i think with the the caveat would be uh, talk about it i think we're we're gonna go we're Bullet Bill's not going to be on the team. Um, I think we should limit it. Limit it to guys from, let's say, the Welsher forward. You have to have uh, a. You have to have a face mask.
2: Yeah. That, fair. Yeah, Sunny yeah, Randall
1: fair. and tougher Bullet <laughs> Bullet Bill and uh, Sunny Randall there, but uh, yeah, I think um eighties yeah, probably where we're going to start. Yeah,
0: no, that's fine I, I mean, honestly, like this is probably no disrespect to, to Bullet Bill, but I probably still wouldn't have him. Yeah, I'm like team. the
2: uh, I'm I'm like the uh. Uh, B C A D is uh, before Ferber after Ferber. Wow. Um, wow. I guess you would you would want to go a little earlier than that, probably. But yeah, something
0: like yeah. that. Um, all right, I will get this started. Do we want to start a quarterback? Because D- Dave seems to think that's the one that's going to generate the most conversation. Let's start a running back because I think this one's pretty easy. Uh, although I did find a stat today that kind of blew my mind. Um, I nominate Tiki Barber um, for the first of the two. Starting running back slots. I'm Veto. Guess, wow. There are no vetoes <laughs> in this game. <laughs> I know. Um, I just
2: wanted to say that. I, you
0: just, <laughs> I you I were object. like, there's
2: no vetoes, and
0: you. I was like, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Uh, does anybody not think that T.E. Barber is one of the two best running backs in school history?
1: No, I right. do I mean, not yeah, have a case. There. I can't make a case against that. Yeah, and he's yeah. even better in the, in the modern game than he was mm-hmm. when he played, because... You know he could he was a he could play slot ride receiver he was that good of a receiver so yeah I think in this exercise we're building the all-time team and we're still, you know, assuming they're going to play a more modern offense in the hypothetical tournament yeah Tiki Barber's you yeah, know definitely number one on my list
0: I love uh, how in the weeds dave is on this you, yeah, you picked you up on this I mean he's really long. He is really in this, man. i I know i'm 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 genuine about that. I really love it. i'm I'm down. Well, well yeah, I think I on think one day last three weeks. <laughs> I think you mentioned something with Tiki Barber there that I think maybe one
2: day we can do this. <laughs> maybe it's not a full podcast, but players that would have that didn't get to play in like a modern offense, the college football offense anyway that would like benefit the most
1: from it <laughs> we're gonna have a few on this team <laughs> yeah i feel
2: like alvin pierman for example who like actually oh, yeah. did kind of play receiver a little bit like um like he would have been good hagan's of course um a couple other guys yeah yeah
0: yeah um Agreed. all right so my for the second running back anybody got any ideas who that might be who wants to go first thomas Jones. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm yeah.
1: going to think that's Thomas Jones.
0: Yeah, that's Thomas Jones. Listen, this is no disrespect to Terry Kirby, and no disrespect to Charles Way had 20 touchdowns. Yeah. I did not realize Charles Way had 20 Dude, there's touchdowns. There's so many good
1: running backs. Wally Lundy had even like more than that, didn't he? Wally, Wally Lundy had a great career.
0: Yeah, but 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 Charles Way was basically a fullback, bro. Like <laughs> yeah, 20 yeah, TDs yeah. is a lot of touchdowns for a fullback kind of running back, man. Keith um, Payne
2: had like a really sick like six-week stretch.
0: He did. He really did. <laughs> he was and, just
2: getting all. He would, he had the drum Bettis stat lines of like four carries for three yards and three touchdowns.
0: Yeah. Um. But no, I think Tiki and, and Thomas Jones are easily your one and two at this position. I I don't think we should argue about who's one and who's two. Um. I was gonna say, could you make a case that Thomas Jones should be first? I mean, uh. I could make it. I don't know if I can necessarily make it full throat. Yeah, more rushing know. yards. I just yeah. think
1: he, yeah, he's a little more one dimensional than that's Tiki. true. Yeah, Tiki yeah. returned punts. He caught passes. He
0: look. Let me just tell he, you, he behind the things. offensive line that I expect us to pick tonight, either one of these dudes would have been just fine. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. doesn't you know they're not going to necessarily need a whole lot of work. Um, I just remember sitting in Fort oh, Lauderdale
1: fun. for the Carquest Bowl in '96 when Tiki got hurt, and uh, that that weird young running back Thomas Jones had to take over. Turned um, <laughs> out all right. So the fact those two guys were on the same squad is just crazy. It really is. All
0: right. Where do we want to go next? What do you think, Dave? I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick.
1: Oh, well, let's get to quarterback last time. <laughs> let's go tight end. That'll be a real long debate. Yeah.
0: All right. At tight end, I would like to nominate one Heath Bartholomew Miller. <laughs> wow. That's is, that's is that that a that's real mean. Name? No, I don't know. I just made that up. But what if it was? What if his real name middle name was Bartholomew? Somebody get on that while I'm talking. listen, Heath Miller is the gold standard. Um I think at tight end, for a variety of reasons. Um, in fact, I tried to find anybody who you could really make a decent case for, and the only guy I could really get close with was Patrick Estes. Um, but you know, I think if when you're quibbling about who the potential number two could be, it's a pretty good sign that you got a clear number one. Yeah, Aaron um,
1: Davis was really good. Um, nah, that's fair.
0: That's a that's a good point. I I stand. This I, I stand is correct.
2: this might be a this might be a hot take, but if it's purely on talent. Uh, could I yeah, yeah, suggest Jelani Woods? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, if we had gotten three years of Jelani Woods, yeah, we would be having a, maybe a different conversation, especially in that offense. Mm-hmm. Man, he would have absolutely feasted in that offense. That's a really good point. But his mother um, was
1: just so good. I just I have yeah, to he, watch I mean, like he highlights of that Pittsburgh one, Bowl yeah. game with him. Good gracious.
0: I I don't know if I've ever like. I mean, maybe Kyle Guy. From three is my more de- dependable but like if you threw the ball at Heath Miller I knew he was gonna make the catch and he was gonna get some yards and he was gonna make and he was gonna make whatever uh play was possible possible right you know what I mean like he just always had a knack for everything every time he was around the play it was a it was a good outcome you know what I mean they, they talk yeah. about running backs always falling forward like I feel like Heath Miller always went you know forward move changed I mean it was just kind of what he did he just made it look so routine.
1: Um, yeah, and he and played in an offense that didn't have a lot of good wide receivers. So, you know, yeah, obviously he's a tight end, but he, safeties were <laughs> were helping on Heath. They weren't too worried about uh, Art Thomas or someone <laughs> running <laughs> no, deep. No shade him. to
0: Art Thomas if no you listen to who, him. who
1: did get deep on a few teams. But yeah, it wasn't the greatest wide receiver core you know, when Heath was playing. And he he did he did work every week. Man, he was so good.
0: Yeah. Now, who do we do we want to make Tyrone the the backup here, or we want to go give it to Estes? What do we think?
1: I think you gotta go Davis. I mean, Estes is more of a blocker here. Um
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot have of like homes. I don't honestly, I don't remember. I mean, I remember Estes
0: playing in the NFL. I was gonna say that's one of the yeah,
1: one I don't, don't remember to, yeah, the NFL. He, he, the his, point. He,
2: I don't remember his exploits at UVA at tight end too well.
0: Look, Virginia's had a lot
1: of very good tight ends, but um
2: I mean they put a lot of guys know. in the league, but a lot of those guys were just like okay, like pretty good players, and I think like I don't, this is going to sound weird, but I almost feel like teams were like picking UVA tight ends because of like they were like, I know these guys run a pro style offense and they can just plug in and UVA yeah. like like the John Phillips type guys. Um,
1: Tom they had Santee. guys like Tom Santee. Yeah, I mean, there was yeah. just a ton for a while there. I think you got to pick Tyron Davis. You know, he passed recently, so um, he probably should. Yeah, <laughs> he was very good, but um, not to be laughing about him passing, but. I was trying to look yeah, for I mean, his he, stats, he and that's the first did, thing that Tyrone popped up. I'm like, finish, oh, that's right. He did pass away.
0: He did finish, uh, actually, ahead of Heath. He had he had 2,153 receiving yards, which puts him six all-time in school history. That's a lot yeah. for a tight end. Yeah. See, I always, I guess I always thought he was more wide receiver than tight end, but I guess I was wrong about that. Um, all right. Well, let's give it to, to the late Tyrone Davis. Um, he will be our backup on the all-time UVA offense. Let's move to wide receiver where I think there's a very clear number one. And then I think we're going to have a conversation about our second. Um, Herman Moore is one of the most exciting players, not just in Virginia history, but in, you know, across the ACC. Um, Certainly a guy who deserves every accolade that will come his way. And I hope that, um, I hope that he puts this one, having made the Cavs Corner podcast on, all-time offense right alongside All the other accolades that he's won in his Career but but for seriously though Herman was just an absolute freak of nature And any 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 Team without him um, Would be pointless so uh, I think he's a clear number one Um Guys got any Additional thoughts on Herman here
1: I mean I think he might be the most clear Cut right. number one on the whole offense Um Any position, What do you have planned at
0: quarterback? You keep you keep saying things like this, and I'm like, what is he doing at quarterback that I'm just not going to be ready for?
1: (laughs) No, I mean Herman Moore is so good. I mean, there's you there's several guys I think you can argue for quarterback number one wide receiver. It's Herman Moore. Number two is where the argument comes, right? Well, see the Um, thing
0: about her. Okay, now now to your point, Herman is a is is absolutely the the starter here. He's not even kind of close in terms of receiving yards in school history. Now that's a it played a big part obviously in the fact that he only played three seasons, but and in a different time, correct? No, no doubt. But, um, but he averaged like twenty yards a
1: catch or something. I mean, it was no, just, it's, it's it, absurd.
0: I, but I'm saying like you know when you're when you're trying to quantify things that the gap between he's third, right? The gap between first and third is more than four hundred and seventy yards. Okay, again, he would have crushed that if he had played one more season and I'm not trying to p- pretend otherwise. I'm just saying that what he all I have to go on is what he actually did. So I'm, I, I'm not arguing with him being the number one. I'm just saying yeah, that like when you say he's the c- clearest cut, I mean, I'm gonna give you two offensive tackles and two guards that I think are easily the the two and the two. like I don't think there's even yeah, conversation yeah. about them. So I just think from an argument standpoint, I don't know if I can go as far as that. Now, having said that, let's talk about that number two. Because Alamade versus Billy McMullen, I think, is an actually decent conversation to have. Alamaday had 250 receptions in his career, which is the all-time record for a player at UVA. 2,753 yards. He's second in that category. Billy had 210 receptions and finished with 2,978 yards, which is a school record. So... Let's discuss, or I, or I guess I should open the floor. Do you have a third wide receiver you think is in the mix or does it come down to those two for you guys?
2: I like those two. And then like, maybe like Jermaine Crowell.
1: Yeah. Or something. Yeah.
0: But like, I feel like I feel like down the list for me, but I, I, I would entertain
1: it.
2: Well also like, I'm not, uh, it's before my time, but like, or is there like a John Ford conversation to be had?
1: I mean, yeah, the, Ford's pretty good. Um,
0: Fourth in school history Man. with 2,399 yards. Played I thought
2: I was going to have to come on here and be like, what about Alameda Zacchaeus Because <laughs> he just had so many catches and yards and touchdowns. It just, you know, played it kind of like an interesting time. Um, you know, it, I, no disrespect to like Bryce Perkins or Bankard or any of those guys, but like. You know, it seems, it feels to me like maybe like Herman Moore, not that he not that he was only good because of who his quarterback was, but he might have come along at the right time, you know? Um
1: like I Herman we'll could have, have I game. could have played quarterback and Herman would have been fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's <is> stupid. <laughs> like he, dude, I mean he's he obviously a high number jump one. champion at yeah. six foot six. I mean come, yeah. um the thing with um
0: you know with O versus Billy is they kind of they kind of seesaw a little bit, right? So in receiving touchdowns, McMullen had two more than than Alameda at twenty four to twenty two, right? But Alameda has a single game record for most receiving yards in a game at two forty seven. Billy's best game was against Ohio, right? Yeah, two hundred forty seven um,
2: is ridiculous. But then
0: well, in single that was those two season, long touchdowns. check yeah. this out: in single season, McMullen is fourth at one thousand sixty. Alameda's fifth at one thousand fifty eight. So he's two yards shy of him, right? They're also not, not obviously number one and two um, in receiving yards. But then if you get into um, um, single, like, you know, you can get down as far as like um, receptions in a season, right? So McMullen had 83 receptions in 2001. Alameda, um, interestingly, never got above 67. Um, but McMullen also had a second season with 69 in 2002. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, it's a, it's I a think real, it's it's
1: I think real it's McMullen. I mean, he did it in an era where they weren't throwing the ball 40 times a game too. So, um, and you know, he had the size advantage and uh, I think I'd, I'd probably go with Crowell as my number two and I'd pick Alamity as our backup. Yeah.
0: Even in his but best season, the three. in his best season, um, Olamide had nine touchdowns. McMullen is second with 12 in 2001. So, yeah, I'm willing to give it to McMullen. And, I mean, Olamide is, like, like right there, you know? Those numbers aren't
2: right, though. He had 93 catches in 2018.
0: He Which he? Alamade. Oh, Olamide, because you said 2018.
2: Yeah. And 85 the year prior.
0: Oh, that's weird. Okay, well... My dad I was going to
2: say because 67 felt really low because I remember doing an over under prop
0: one year and it was like 85 all the time. Maybe he, maybe that's the one he's, is every, all the other numbers I'm using correct?
2: I looked at like the UVA one and it was like really wrong. Like I don't know where I was looking, but I had to go to a different website. You
0: know? <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough.
2: But you're right. I mean, his high, his single, his single season high for touchdowns was nine, 2018. Okay.
0: Well, we'll give that to uh, McMullen and we will check our data. Yeah. luckily, I, think, the- I mean,
2: honestly, like, I feel like if you were building a real football team, I would probably do a Lama day just because he's different. Like he could be your underneath guy. You have a good tight end, like, you know, but Billy McMullen was probably the better player.
0: So in terms of, I guess we don't really need to worry about stats for the next position. Dave, why don't you take us through the offensive line?
1: <laughs> through it by myself. We have three of us. Um, I'm going to pick DeBrickashaw as our starting left tackle, even though I think, you know, there's some older guys that I even I know about, like Dombrowski and others. Um, you know, and then you got Brandon Albert who kicked out there, but I'm going to move him on the inside. So yeah, I'm going to go DeBrickashaw left tackle. Um,
2: okay, so can we put Albert a guard?
1: Yeah, yeah that's Albert's what. That okay. was, yeah, he got He played guard for like three years, right? Yeah, I think kicked he, out.
2: He played guard in the NFL too, right? So yeah, I put him a guard.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Got you got a yes, center for us? is a tough one, man. Like there's some older guys who were like all Americans. Um Olu. But yeah, I think it might it might be Olu. Um
2: he was, was Unless he an you want to go with a guy Virginia? like Zach
1: Yarborough or, or someone else who was very yeah. good all acc caliber. Mm-hmm. Um but I think he would be doing it out of spite for Olu transferring because <laughs> Olu was very good.
2: Was he an all American at Virginia?
1: Olu. Yeah, I think he might. I don't have even been. think he was first team on the ACC, was he?
2: I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. I mean, he was definitely like he won whatever the center award was at Michigan.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, no disrespect here, but I don't think we can get past John Sinclair, right?
2: Hmm. I mean, he had a nice long career in the NFL, right? Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, Olu uh, Olu was yeah. second team All ACC and second team All American.
0: What was what was St. Clair His last Let's year see. Let's see This, this is great, great audio idea. Wow yeah. we're, We've been podcasting together too long. Y'all look it up while we do it The first thing that comes up is John St. Clair
2: 17th Baron of Roslyn
0: <laughs> Wow Not
2: the same guy
0: So l- Just to recap
2: Lord Her-
0: <laughs> Just to recap Dave Take me through your your So your, your two tackles are Brick and
1: well, I'd probably put Ray Roberts at right tackle Um that's where he played, and he had a great NFL career. He was All-American. I mean, you got real um, specific. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, DeBrick and Ray, whoever you want to play left or right, <laughs> I think you'd be all right with either so you,
0: one. So you had uh, Ray I, Roberts ahead of Eugene
1: Moreau. Yeah, I do. Um, I think we Monroe, go St. Clair make...
2: at center, just looking at his stuff. Yeah. He,
1: all right, uh, yeah, he was,
2: really was first-team All-American, first-team All-ACC, won the yeah. Jacobs blocking trophy yeah, for best Sinclair blocker there. in the league. Yeah. In- jersey is retired yeah yeah okay that's, that's and that that's kind
0: of where i was if olu had done what he did at michigan at uva then we're having a different conversation but unfortunately you know he was in maize and blue right um all right let's get back yeah. to this monroe versus i mean listen i think either option is great i i i have a hard time not picking eugene here Tell tell me why you why you're so sure ray over eugene
1: I mean, look, they're both really good. I'd take either one of them this year if, if they have any eligibility left. Um, I just think Ray, like he played at a time when the game was more physical and he was a dominant tackle. Um, Eugene was very good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think actually Eugene went like top five in the draft, right?
0: I think he went um, eighth, right? Didn't he go yeah, eight? Ray, Ray eighth? Ray went top
1: ten. So they're pretty similar and they're right there. there together? Yeah. I mean, they're pretty close. I'm gonna go Ray Roberts because he's on Twitter. Maybe he will hear it now. And right. they didn't have but. like PFF back then, so we
0: can't fair. really compare. We like, can't really yeah. get. Yeah. All right, Ferber. What yeah, about I mean, you, some you of these are the... just
1: having seen the guys play, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Herman Moore. If you never, if you looked at his stats, but you didn't see him in person. Yeah, that's fair. Like you wouldn't understand. He was like Calvin Johnson um, before Calvin Johnson. So yeah, Ray Roberts is kind of the, Ray Roberts was the biggest dude on the field when I saw him play. Like, like who's that guy? That's the guy that normally got off the Clemson bus, right?
0: Um, now, not that as, a, as, wasn't. A, as a counterpoint here, you, you mentioned that Ray played in a time when it was more physical. Do we give Eugene then a bump because he had to play against guys who were longer and faster to get around? Because, I mean, tackle is not just a yeah. brute force position, you got to be able to bend, yeah. you got to be able to move, you got to be able to get out to the edge. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out how we can quantify it. Because I think Eugene would be
1: my sixth offensive lineman. I, well
0: quite that's frankly. I, a swing a swing tackle that was like, yeah, they the can number play one player and kick the Albert out in high school.
1: Kick Albert out. <laughs> out.
0: Well, I would I, you know what we should have done in hindsight is we should have just ranked the offensive lineman as a group. <laughs> yeah. Because I probably would have held Elton Brown first.
1: That that I'm, should be a whole podcast. I don't I have never
0: business. seen a player more dominant at any position. Include and I'm gonna put I'm gonna this is your hot take of the day okay including Herman Moore okay El- Elton Brown was a force of absolute nature like it's not fair to be that big and move that well both laterally and absolutely down the field he was so good that they named a basketball player after him <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a such a good joke such a good joke he was I mean he was salty, like I imposing
2: like if you know who a guard is. They're doing something well. And I he mean, was like as good as anybody on that team. Probably. I
1: would watch that dude on plays because you knew yes, that wherever exactly. he was going, that's where the ball yes, was going.
0: Exactly.
2: You watched him. He would, he you knew. always see him like out in space, like pulling and stuff. And it was just ridiculous. It like,
1: was just absurd. Like it was poetry. He wasn't all ACC there, was he? He wasn't. He was voted by the coaches as like the best offensive lineman, but did not make an all ACC team. Yeah. Well, it was bizarre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was bizarre.
0: Um, Probably just you know, put like yeah. the floor uh, if we were drafting in.
1: if we were drafting, I would pick Elton Brown first just because I want to make sure he's on the team. Fair. Yeah, that's because it didn't Elton
0: matter is. really what you did around him because he can cover up for everybody. Yeah.
2: All right. So let's say he was Robert... a consensus. All-American first team, all
1: ACC and won the Jacobs blocking trophy. I was going to say Dave said that and I was up. like, really? No, there, there was one year miss... where that happened. It might not have might have been a sophomore junior year. Um, I would say a senior, I was, He's got his jersey I only remember because I was watching the watching highlights the other day and they're talking about it on over one of the highlights.
2: Like um, it's probably his junior year or something. Yeah,
0: that makes yeah. sense. All right, Ferber, you got to break the deadlock here between me and Dave, uh, Ray Roberts or Eugene Monroe. Hmm, I think we've already kind of captured the grow era offensive line, so I'll go Roberts. That's fair. That's a good. That's that's very fair. All right, so our offensive line is Brick and Ray Roberts. It's um, Elton Brown and Brandon Albert, and then John St. Clair in the middle. All right, so for those of you who are scoring at home, um, and if you are, more power to you. Hopefully you're not driving. All right, so we've got Kiki Barber and Thomas Jones uh, with an honorable mention to Terry Kirby, I guess, and Charles Way's 20 touchdowns. We've got a starting uh, tight end as Heath Miller with a um, uh, backup um, designation to Tyrone Davis. We've got our starting two wide receivers who are Herman Moore and Billy McMullen. And then on the offensive line, we got DeBrickershaw Ferguson, Ray Roberts, uh, Elton Brown, Brandon Albert, and John St. Clair. All right, let's go kicker um, because, you know, and they're part of the offense too. I guess it really comes down to two players, right? And this is interesting because, like, as we were – as I was – I don't know about the way you guys did this. Obviously, Ferber, you know, was joking earlier. It's like, oh, I don't know what we're doing. Let's just do it. He's doing it now. Um, But I I don't know how you did it pre – Uh, recording day but like i just sort of like worked through it and like it seemed like every position there was like a clear-cut dude and another dude whether or not the gap between those two was really close or whether it was really great but really there was just not a whole lot of other names right it just sort of seemed clear to me for me this one comes down to connor hughes and rafael garcia what are y'all's thoughts
1: yeah i mean that's who it came down to for me too like I didn't. The way I did it was I just wrote down names without looking at stats. And then I went and looked at stats to see if I was an idiot or not. Um, now, I, I'll admit, I never got to look at the kicker stats <laughs> because I forgot about it. But yeah, that, that's definitely. If I think UVA kicker, if we had to make a field goal to to win a game, I'm picking one of those two guys. Um, yeah, me too. And it, if it's 50 yards, I'm picking Hughes. If it's shorter, I'm <laughs> picking Garcia. Uh, that's just. That's a I like out, that little cat like, no, that's that's, a, that's are, an right? interesting
0: caveat. I hadn't thought about it in that way, and now that you said that, that makes total sense to me. I would absolutely do the same thing.
2: I'm like actually like I, I still can't believe that Connor Hughes didn't have like a 20 year NFL career.
0: It is very baffling, right? I I did he just like, it just never really worked that? out for him. Meanwhile, I, I that, mean, like he,
2: he tried it I think, Barth or and whatever, just didn't catch on. Like
1: wasn't Connor Barth at UNC like the same time. Yeah. And, but he had a long NFL career, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Isn't Is Connor Hughes have a brother? Who no, hits? that's Gould. Oh, <laughs> that was okay. Chris Gould. Yeah. Okay. Gould would probably be number three.
0: He was
2: pretty good, too. I mean, he didn't have the leg that Hughes had, but he, I mean, he was pretty reliable.
1: Yeah. I just loved, like, not, not to go off the rails here, but it's something I always think about. Like, when Welsh was here, there'd be some random kicker every year who never missed. And then, you know, we went through the all oh, the, the can we kickle, just find out who can we issues. can we get
0: back the special teams coach at the time is he yeah. still with us can we do that
1: do yeah, you remember was it yannick rendering or whatever we had for that year oh, yeah gosh. i mean it, it just for a long him? time they
2: we didn't have we didn't see like the major kicker problems and then it felt like we i feel <laughs> like i feel anyone. like i feel like watching uva was kind of like they didn't have like the best kickers in the country or anything but like they were always like reliably good. And then it just all of a sudden it was like, Oh, like this is what it's like to not be able to make thirty five yarders all the time. <laughs> um you know, it happened like really quickly. But yeah, I mean like Connor Hughes is the best kicker that I remember. I don't really remember Garcia too well. Um, but you know, I know he made a lot of big kicks and stuff. Hughes did too though. I mean, Hughes is like super reliable, I feel like.
1: Um uh, I- I have a feeling if social media existed when Rafael Garcia was in college, that he would be the clear cut number one because I've heard some tales about that guy um, and his partying and then showing up and just nailing field goals. But, you know, but
2: great kicker name.
1: I don't have their, I'm trying to pull up their stats, but it's not easy to find kicker stats.
2: I think I remember, go, Brad? Hughes, Hughes' one <laughs> shining moment was that Wake Forest game where he made like two long field goals yeah, in the he last did. like five minutes of the game and win.
0: It it yeah. doesn't it feel like Garcia just had a, a lot bigger kicks? I mean, maybe I'm not technically right about that, but it just feels right. that way.
1: So uh, Connor for his career was ninety seven percent on extra points. He missed four out of hundred and thirty eight and he was sixty six for seventy nine on field goals. Eighty three percent. Pretty good. pretty good. Uh, pretty good.
2: Assuming was... most of the misses are like 45 plus. Probably.
0: Except for that one that got lost, lost son or something like that. <laughs>
2: Who's the best kicker UVA's had like in the last like 15 years?
1: Connor Hughes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Connor Hughes still at 40 yeah. something. Ian Fry.
1: When was Gold here? After Hughes? That was
2: like right after
0: Hughes. Yeah, I he think. was like the heir apparent, right? I think that's why I get them mixed well, up. Well, I think he was a punter, the and
2: then they were like, "Well, he's the best kicker yep. we got," because I think it was like raring after, after yeah, Hughes, after him. and then it, they switched to Gold.
1: Um, so it's it's Hughes, believe it or not. I mean, Garcia only played three years, um, only kicked for three years. He missed five of a hundred and three extra points, and he was only fifty-eight for seventy-six on field right. goals.
0: Connor Hughes, it is. There it is. Yeah. No love right. for Todd Braverman. Oh, Braverman. <laughs> Great name.
1: We should literally just run one night and just start mentioning random names like Robbie Catterton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, cuz at some point I'm going to go Hippolito Corporate and you'll be like, "Wait a minute. <laughs> he That's never, never actually played up. there." He never <laughs> actually He's my He's my one random name. All right, so so we got Connor Hughes and Rafael Garcia can be the backup kicker on our all-time team. All right. Without further ado, Half an hour in, we finally get to quarterback. I don't think there's a whole lot to 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 debate here.
1: Right, Dave, you have the first. floor. No, you all go first. I'll go. I'll, no, no, I'll no. You no your no. Stuff.
0: I no, I need to I need to see where you're going with this so my brain can adjust. I have
1: a I have an internal debate and oh I just want to see who you guys pick.
0: It's just Sean Moore, right? It's just Sean Moore. Like what are we talking about?
1: Yeah, it's Sean Moore. Um Okay. But Aaron Brooks is pretty close, man.
0: Oh, now that's interesting because I didn't have Brooks, was not my number two, nor was he so my number two. I just
2: defaulted to Schaub being second, but that's I interesting. defaulted Carry to on. Bryce Perkins being second, and then I had Schaub.
1: Well, Sean Moore is definitely number one. That dude, like, you know, I, I, when I was looking through, you know, obviously we know who he is, but going back and looking at, you know, how many games they played, how many games he won, that kind of thing, he won a lot of games. Um, Spoiler alert. Obviously got Virginia number one. And even that season, like, you know, if he hadn't broken his thumb, that season would have turned around and been even better. But Aaron Brooks, man, when you go look at his, like, you know, he was quarterback for two full seasons, never lost to Virginia tech as a starter quarterback, which means he won there and at home. I'm trying to pull it up while I'm stalling, but he lost one, only one game. (laughs) He only lost one game that wasn't against a ranked team in two years. He won at Auburn. He won at Clemson. He won at Virginia tech. Um so I mean it's a lot closer than I thought when I started just factoring in like what's the ultimate judge of a quarterback and you know, you know what Gross says it's the pelts or whatever, but Aaron Brooks was impressive, man. Yeah. I
0: mean, all right, Ferber, you you go you go next. I'm gonna formulate my thoughts.
1: I mean, I feel
2: like the number one is I mean, it's just basically what I've just been always been told. <laughs> you know, he's like arguably the best player like at the most at the premier position that UV's ever had. And then after that um, Brooks was like really solid. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but I know that they were like, you know, they threw the ball around a lot and obviously had a pretty good running game then too. Um, you know, and he obviously pretty legendary for the win at Virginia tech. And then he had a nice NFL career. Um, and then Matt Schaub obviously was like kind of on the radar more, I would say maybe nationally. And, you know, was obviously like a, a top quarterback in the ACC and, and really probably in the nation for two years and, um, won a bunch of games beat Virginia tech, like, like Brooks. Um, so, I mean, like I, I would probably have him in the mix and, and you mentioned Perkins. I mean, like, I think, uh, he's all over the record book or was, you know, until Brendan broke some of those records, but, um, you know, obviously he had a hell of a two year run too. uh, just kind of a different player, I would say, but, um, I mean, all worthy, I think, of being number two. Con- you know in the mix for number two? We
0: I know think that it's a cop like, out. No, I, I think that's fair. Listen, I, for me, so Sean is so clearly my number one. It's not even. It's not even funny. The reason I had Bryce in my sort of second pecking order is it like kind of goes back to what Dave was talking about earlier. Like when you think about some guys who didn't have the sort of length of their career, and you're trying to kind of equate them. Earlier, I made the point. That, well, we kind of have to go on what they actually did. Right. And with Bryce, it's like you can you can do that and also kind of extrapolate it out. So like if you had more seasons with him, you know, if you had one more year of him, what his numbers might look like, because he also did it in such a short amount of time while he was actually there. That's no disrespect to Shaw or to Brooks. They were both just phenomenal players. Um, I think Perkins, especially because you know we're talking about a modern day offense, right? N- there's no doubt that Sean Moore in this in this era, which is <laughs> absolutely silly, right? Um, and so would Brooks, right? But Bryce, you know, he's the perfect sort of, you know, in a lot of ways, um, quarterback for a lot of different systems nowadays. Granted, he did not have necessarily the downfield sort of threat that both um, Schaub and Brooks have. Uh, or had I guess, um, I, I think it's for me. It's 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 Sean and then Bryce and then I had Brooks fourth, but I I probably would move him up to third. Um, so I guess we, we we do have a little bit of a conversation here about who the backup quarterback is.
1: Yeah, I mean it's look, I, I think Sean I mean, Brooks is closer to Sean than he is to third. Um, and I didn't think that before I really dug into it today. But you know, over so you two years, it's, Brooks it's, went, for
0: you. It's hold on, real quick. So for you, it's Sean Moore and then it's Sean and then a little bit of a gap and then Brooks Aaron and then Brooks. a bigger yeah, and then gap. I
1: really didn't consider like three for me might be Matt Shaw probably is, to be honest with you. And then Perkins right behind him, pretty close behind him. All like right. I wouldn't be upset if you flip flop Um But but, but we're I
0: mean, we're officially doing a quarterback and a backup. So for you, that is clearly Sean Moore and then Aaron, Aaron Brooks.
1: Brooks. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Brooks went 16 and seven as a starter. You know his losses were against number sixteen Auburn at number five North Carolina to number three Florida State at NC State late in the year, by a field goal. I mean by a touchdown. Um, I think Virginia blew a lead in that game, and then his other losses were at twenty five Georgia Tech at number six Florida State and against Georgia in the um, Peach Bowl. Which, what was? Know, was uh, what was? A,
0: do you have? I don't know if you have it or if Ferber has yeah, it. But yeah. what is Bryce's win loss record?
2: In his two years, um, well he they went eight and five, and then they went nine and five. Yeah, right. so seventeen and ten. Seven yeah, seventeen 10. and ten.
0: I think the thing about Bryce that is actually super impressive to me is that he. I mean, no shade to anybody who was on the team. He just did not have. This I sort think of you could make a case him.
2: that if you replace Bryce Perkins with like random UVA quarterback, <laughs> well, Aaron Brooks would <laughs> they would be fine. Yeah. But if they were if you replaced him with like a, the you know average UVA quarterback over the last 20 years th- those teams are probably yeah not very good now not to, <laughs> to
0: argue against myself here a little bit you could almost make the case that Brennan's incredible season shortly thereafter almost sort of undoes some of the magic that Bryce had sort of yeah it's like caught. can anyone run this <laughs> like, right exactly you know, like, so that's fair I would I, you know that's a that's a fun thought experiment imagine Matt Schaub in that offense that with that team that season instead of bryce. i think bryce like, has that something
2: like? that the other guys don't necessarily which is that he did so much by himself for Correct. Him, like running yeah. the ball um not to say that i mean like, single
1: band beat tech i mean let's yeah. be honest yeah
2: i mean and I'm but, I'm, but I'm, all I'm three like, it's that funny does... that all three of the quarterbacks that you mentioned beat tech
1: Yeah, well, part of yeah i mean well, that's, did, that too. just is an example um, of yeah success, they all did right? yeah
2: and i mean even Shab, like you can give that to like a team win but they scored what like 38 points in that game yeah, or something they did yeah. Like it's not, you know, they Fake he was silver. throwing the ball all over the place. Um, and then obviously Brooks did it, so and Schaub. I mean, Schaub has a really good win loss record, too. Does he not? I mean, better than yeah, Perkins, probably. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's pretty but good, but they didn't
2: have a coastal division to win then, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, it's still, you could it, make look, it's still, Sean Moore, right?
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> Sean. I don't want to boo boo. Sean, head, is Sean Moore is number one. Was. I don't think
2: there's any like, debate there. Like, that's the yeah.
1: guy. I think I just think the most attempts he had in one season was, yeah. His so, his sophomore year, second year. <laughs> yep. Had two hundred and eighty-two attempts, then two twenty-one, two forty-one. Um pretty low. And Virginia won lots of games. So yeah, he, he's the number one. But Brooks, I, I just want to give Aaron Brooks his flowers. That guy was a great, great quarterback who often gets overlooked because of where he fell. But I mean, if if six of your seven losses are against ranked teams and you won two games on the road, plus you did what you did in Lane Stadium in ninety eight um i also feel like picture. if
2: aaron brooks came along now like uh, maybe it just speaks to where they're at recruiting wise and stuff if you had a quarterback from the 757 that did what like aaron brooks did now they would be like legendary <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. like,
0: that's a really good point back then like, it
2: was like more routine you know now it's like yeah. it would be like crazy if they had like a really good quarterback from the 757
0: you know i also so i sometimes team. think about like you know, because we had a conversation, sort of. I mean, as all as um, you know, ACC Media Day played out, and you know the uh, the Hokies are certainly very excited about sort of where their recruit recruiting situation has gone, and they think that now maybe they're back and all this fun stuff, right? And there's this whole I mean, conversation yeah. about sort of like, um, you know, what the like what the vibes are and all this stuff, kind of circling or whatever, and it makes me sort of think about like all of the places where UVA had the opportunity over the years to do better, not just like on the field, but just in terms of like perception or something like, you know, Tony Elliott's saying publicly, you know, as he probably should, right. That they got to change the perception of Virginia football. I feel like we've heard that a lot from various coaches over the last, however many years. Right. But there are so many opportunities for, you know, guys like Aaron Brooks, Guys who were just super talented, who chose Virginia in the past, who just have not chosen Virginia. Now, I can explain to you 177 reasons as to why that might be the case, but the bottom line is, is it, it's the case, you know? And part of your job as the head coach, part of your um, collo- collective task, right, as a as a program is to change that, is to get the kids, is to win the games, is to get more kids, is to keep winning games, um, putting fans in the seats, all that fun stuff. And I just keep thinking, like, if a if what Ferber just said is so interesting. Like, if a guy like Aaron Brooks came along now and did what Aaron Brooks did, how many like seven, five, seven quarterbacks would be lined up behind him, right? In the pipeline? Maybe not necessarily from the same school, but that guy would have worked out with those dudes. They'd have played seven on seven. You know, there would have been those roots. And I think that's the thing with the in state recruiting that is harder to sort of Explain away or to quantify Even It's like there's a roots kind of thing to this And it's not necessarily just like we used to Think of it you know kind of like in the uh, Old school EA sports uh, NCAA football game aspect of it right it's like pipelines right You get a, one kid from a high school you get two kids From a high school okay now you've got an end at that high school And you know, everybody just goes to this school You know that's what they do um, The reality of the situation is like If you don't get the dudes then nobody There cares about you And the days of the in-state schools mattering to the in-state players is it's up to you to make it matter, whether it's on the field, whether it's through recruiting, whether it's like through the guys you hire on your staff or whatever you got to do. Right. Um, It's up to you to make that happen. And yeah, the idea that if Aaron Brooks came along today and did what he did then now, man, it would it would be it would be really interesting to see the, the dynamic and how how it would shift. You know what I mean? All right, so Sean Moore, Aaron Brooks, we've got our quarterback and our backup. Any? Uh, do you guys want to revisit any of the positions? How are we feeling about our all time team? I, I got told Dave earlier. I I I looked pretty at this good. and I thought it's pretty easy to to pick. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not sure how we'll go, we're we're going to do on defense next week, but yeah, defense will be out. a bigger
1: bigger challenge.
0: I still can't believe Charles Way had 20 touchdowns. Like that, I don't know why that just keeps blowing my mind a little bit.
1: Yeah, just, some, yeah, so many good players you you just kind of forget like, like well, I, we'll I think I think I told you guys in the text right like late July early August I get into like this mode where I'm trying to get football on my brain so I'll go back and watch whoever hey, you're sending me channel. Cedric
2: Pierman stats the other day yeah like, just
1: yeah just <laughs> like you know if I'm doing some whatever I'm doing bookkeeper whatever I'll have a YouTube video playing with old highlights or like an old condensed game. Um, And you just see guys you just forget about. That's why Katernan popped up because they had a big interception in a game I was watching. (laughs) And You know, it's... And Ahmad Brooks, good lord, he's going to be on the team. Um, (laughs) So so many players that we've seen over the years who just, for one reason or another, didn't get to be on a super, super successful team. Um, And you, you feel like their time is so short here. And then it's the next group up, so... Yeah, Virginia could somehow get all those guys on one team. That'd be great. So if we could roll this (laughs) team out this year,
2: Tony Elliott, make it happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'd be the flagship, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. At that point, the flagship.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, Anything else for the good of the order before we wrap up this week?
2: Nope, it's camp time. Camp closer.
0: Think what Wednesday next week? Yeah. Yep, on the second, all day long. Should be uh should be an interesting camp. I mean I'm not sure. Like you know we'll have obviously plenty of uh, storylines and things that'll come out of it. Um, I re- I really hope Tony Musk gets the answer now. Um, but we will we will no doubt get into that very soon. Is if it our fault
1: s- the U.S. women are trailing?
0: Yes, probably so.
1: Okay, all right. Let's, if you're let's, somebody let's get, out there, let's wrap this up.
0: <laughs> found the podcast through the website. Thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your shows. And if you're so inclined to give us a rating or review, we appreciate it. And always, check us out, CavsCorner.com. Lots of preseason stuff coming, going, lots of stuff on the horizon. Um, should be an interesting season, nonetheless, even if it's not always fun. Uh, I want to thank all of you out there for supporting the show. And, of course, I want to thank Dave and Ferber for giving me graciously. Their time, as always, I very much appreciate all that they do. So, for David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. I'll see you soon.